Live from London, this is the Saturday Lunch with Joseph Hammond. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Joe Hammond. I'm a primary school music and computing specialist and early years music specialist. Um, and today I want to talk about a little bit of an elephant in the room when it comes to teaching. And that is pay and side hustles. Live from London, this is the Saturday Lunch with Joseph Hammond on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live at ttradio.org or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. Um, so this is my ah. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, you can tell it's been a couple of weeks since I've done a show. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, um, after having a gig um, and losing my voice, I um, it's it's been it's been a couple of weeks since I've done a show, and um, today. I wanted to talk about something that, um, well, I know is on lots of people's minds, but it's something that a lot of school staff are perhaps afraid to talk about, and that's pay. And I also want to talk a bit about side hustles and teacher businesses and things like that. Because at the end of the day, it's kind of commonly thought among so many people that teachers aren't really paid enough in many countries all over the world. The UK being one of them, the U USA being another, and many other countries. Teachers are working their butts off. Um, they're super passionate about what they do. Um, many love their job, although many uh, these days are working in systems that are broken, not fit for purpose, and in some cases corrupt. Um, but just the general thing is that in many countries, a teacher's salary is not enough to live on um, and for many people that's the reality that they're facing and even other school staff like teaching assistants and um, and other staff who work directly with children who are still expected to be smart uh, to dress smart who are still expected to do lots to their job and um it's especially the case with um you know early childhood workers um whether that be childcare, nursery provision it's you know we're, we're not really we're not really paid very well considering the amount that we do but i don't want to get into ranting about how teachers are not paid enough so much it is something that i believe but the reason why i bring it up is because today i wanted to talk about side hustles and teacher businesses and things that we as teachers can do to be, uh, to get additional an, an additional source of income or two. Now, this is something that I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert in because I'm just starting out on my journey in this regard. But it is something that I think lots of people perhaps should consider because if they had 
the if if they had the discipline to see it through then there's lots of teachers out there that i think could make a big success of a side hustle or a or a teacher business of some kind to make to make it all workable um now this is often easier said than done because on top of on top of the pay that teachers get it's also a commonly known fact now that teachers work some of the most unpaid overtime out of any profession out there and each it will depend on school to school and um, place to place an individual situation to individual situation but um it can i understand that it could be of course difficult to do that if you especially if you're stuck in a job where you're finding that you're taking lots of work home every day where you're um you know not giving up lots of your free time and your weekends to catch up on things like marking etc um it or it it varies depending on how you're treated what your ex what the expectations of the place you work in are but here's here's the thing okay with especially with the um the rising costs of living that we're all facing at the moment we've got to um we've got to well things need to change but the way i see it i am not going to rely on things changing from a government level or things changing from a leadership level or things changing from um any kind of position uh up high position of power because they don't care the government doesn't care about um about about how much how much teachers are paid they uh especially especially our current tory government they don't care they um all they care about is getting people's votes um and staying in power and they'll do whatever they can to do that and um it seems that uh a lot of Tory voters um, are of the mindset of, well, you know, it's league tables, exams, and results that that are the that are the key to this, and holding schools holding schools accountable, even though even though lots of teachers are saying, you know, it's too much. Um, Anyway, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on um, Tories' education policy and things, but any, but regardless, go, successive governments have proven that actually, regardless of any promises they make, they're often broken, and they don't actually really care. And so, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend or rely on the government or any people in positions of power to to give me any significant pay rises or any significant money or 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 contribute or contributions for any good work I might have done because I I don't think that's I don't think that's ever going to happen now I'm not saying I'm I give up on doing that you know I uh, if there's a campaign i'll i'll sign i'll sign it but personally i would rather take practical action and this has been this has been the problem with me and therapy as well has been because a lot of the things that get me down and sort of bring back my the darker parts of my mental health are when my life situation feels out of control or when my um like 
yeah, when my life situation feels a bit out of control or, you know, I'm worried about how I'm going to survive um, financially or I'm worried about how I'm going to um, survive um, mentally or physically. There's all these there, there's all these aspects and talking about them does help maybe once or twice but i know a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy techniques already um now that's not to say i wouldn't benefit from something like that again the problem is i have a lot it i it's 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 better for me if people can offer me practical solutions to these problems and that's why i'm considering starting side hustles and small businesses or or that kind of thing especially since i'm facing big changes at the end of um at the end of this academic year um changes that i don't want to happen um but are happening through no fault of my own but also through no choice of my own but even before i knew that was coming i was <laughs> I was looking into, okay, so what can I offer and what could I do that could give me a side income that's, um, you know, that will, that will help. Now, I live on my own, so I have one advantage in that sense in that I can commit a lot of my time when I'm not out and about or at work i can i can commit time to researching these things finding out these things and eventually hopefully have the proper motivation and mental state to pursue those things in a disciplined way that i can that i can <clears throat> at least give it a good go um but that's but I understand if people have families, if they have, you know, um, partners, kids and of their own and things like that, obviously a lot of their time when they're not at work is going to be spent with their families. So it is it is a hard balancing act. Um, but anyway, what so what I think I'm going to do now is I've brought up some um, things from research that I've done and also thoughts that I've had. I'm going to go through some potential side hustles that we as teachers might be very well suited to and could make a, uh, could make a perhaps a side income on. Whether that be, you know, an, ad an additional boost to your monthly wage or however it is you get paid or whether that be um just a small amount to pay for an evening out or a takeaway meal or um you know your netflix um or a subscription for once a month things like that so number one is kind of an obvious one is tutoring now yeah, a lot of music teachers, me being a music teacher, um, do this already. They will have their own teaching practices. Um, if they, it, a lot of their work will be in schools during the term time, during the day, but they'll also teach one-to-one -one their instruments, perhaps in the evenings in the, uh, or during the weekends. And I've done this before as well. Um, I've had a couple of peripatetic students of my own, which I did uh, during the weekends. Um, it's not something I pursued a lot, even though I know several music teachers where that's the path they have taken. But if you can find a way of, you know, tutoring a couple of times a week or once a week then you know you can charge um i i used to charge 30 pounds an hour for my uh for my peripatetic teaching 
which is a realistic rate. Um, and, you know, if you've got experience and you're sought after or you're in a different location, then it might be lower or it might be higher. But um, you, yeah, if, if there's kind of an obvious one, if you've got skills and knowledge in a particular subject that you think others could benefit from, would pay from others' need, perhaps, then that is a business that is a side hustle for you. Um, so that's the first and most obvious. Number two um, on this list. Now, this is not something I would personally consider because I'm not a visual artist. But if you do have visual arts skills, and I know lots of teachers do, then you can make sure uh, then you can do um, selling your creations on shops like eBay or Etsy, um, things like that. Oh, um, I do coding club and board game club after school. Uh, nicely, Anne. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, that's one of the things I'm looking at actually is like setting up my own external clubs that I can run that are, that are not part of, not me being sort of employed by the school but that is something I'm looking at myself I really want to do a Dungeons and Dragons club um anyway we can um I'm sure that's um that that's def yeah why why not now that Leanne's mentioned that let's talk uh let, let's talk a bit about that that's so let's let's say number two is selling principles if you're a creative person you're good at visual arts then um, and making attractive resources, then selling them on shops like Etsy, making printables, that's something that you can consider. Then, as Leanne mentioned, there is running clubs. And um, yeah, again, this could be whatever your niche is. So in my case, it would be things like music, computing, and gaming. I could, I, I'm, uh, is one of the things I'm definitely considering is kind of clubs in that sense that are not part of my school that I do as an extracurricular thing, but something that I do outside of school and during weekends, maybe things like that. Um, now, some of the, if you, if you wanted to like get into in-person things where you have to sell it to people and get clients and get kids coming to your club that are willing to pay for the privilege of coming to your club, that's going to require lots of other skills as well, like marketing and making a business plan and perhaps getting a business loan to get it started so you can hire the venue etc um but if you can make it work it's worth it now the next one is is kind of similar but um to tutoring but if you find that you can't make um make it in person you could teach online over over zoom over microsoft teams whatever service you want to use and you could do it live or you could try and make your own course with your own niche there's several websites out there that create that allow you to make your own courses such as udemy out school if you've got something that people want and if you've got something that um people need that you can offer others that they are willing to pay for then that is something that is is worth is worth investing in creating and if you create an online course like uh on udemy then once you've made it you know you hustle hard uh, uh, once you've made it and once it's created and it's out there, then the majority of the work is done because it's out there 
and it's just about getting it noticed. Um, now, having cons uh, in in some of the things I've been reading up on, having consistency is important, um, and you know, so so people will know that oh, this is coming at this time, or this person's gonna make something new at a regular time during the week during the day then that's what's going to bring the most regular customers um now the next one is going to be a little bit people feel a bit um uneasy about this sometimes but Lots of people, lots of teachers make their own resources. Now, if you're good at making attractive resources and you think others could use yours, so whether that be lesson plans, um, worksheets, um, but, um, books for use in class, um, study materials, whatever educational materials there are, then you, there's no reason why you couldn't sell those on websites like Teachers Pay Teachers or TES resources. Um, now there will be techniques. I'm not. I this isn't about. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on how to get yourself noticed in these things, but I am going to. <laughs> give those mentions because they are worth um they are worth looking into at least they are worth considering because if you've got if you've made the effort to make these things and they're useful to other people then perhaps why shouldn't you be paid for them i mean that's the whole idea of having a job it's the whole idea of um of of selling it's the whole idea of doing something for someone else you know you it there there's some things that you might be passionate about that you might want to get out there for free and that's great i'm not criticizing anybody who does that um i think it's a very noble thing but at the same time there has i think there has to be a point where the hard work you put in to make the stuff that you do um, in order for it to be worth doing, um, you might need to start charging for it. And as someone who plays video games, it's something that I noticed a lot about Minecraft as well. Um, over the years, when mine as Minecraft became more and more popular, and people were making more elaborate, crazy creations and builds. Well, um, if there's a big pro if there's a project that that people are making on Minecraft and it's for a good uh, it's for a cause or a purpose, um, I remember one build team um, saying that yeah, there comes a point where there has to be um, the, the the amount that you're building um, and your creativity on Minecraft. If you're if if you if you're really dedicating lots of time to it, it's something that you should perhaps assign some monetary value to, um, and. That Microsoft do now have the Minecraft store, but before that existed, people were still monetizing and uh, getting paid to make big builds and then, or servers or programming their own unique creations in Minecraft and then monetizing those in some way. So it's something that is something that you have to, uh, yeah, it's I, I what I would say is, you know, it's it's great if you want to offer people things for free, but also don't be afraid to say, yeah, this thing I've made is worth something to somebody. 
and if they're willing to pay for it then i should then you know i should sell it um now online surveys is an is an interesting one because um yeah it's very is the problem with online surveys though is it's it's very time consuming um and you don't get you don't get much for all the time consuming things that you do um so i've done some online surveys but it's not been a main focus of mine and also um being somebody who's um very hot on online security i'm not comfortable giving away loads of information to those um to those online survey uh, surveys um now something if you have tech skills then you could do something along the lines of um technology um and things like um making your own making a youtube channel or podcasting um or writing a blog and if you know how to monetize um blogs i'm not pretending i do but i know it is possible um then that is that is something you can consider i mean right now i am doing a podcast this is literally what i'm doing right now this is something that i'm that i'm doing in my um in my weekends um and all the other hosts are doing whenever they have their spare time and that is um in, you know we're we're all we're all doing this we're all taking the time to do this um and although it's technically voluntary there is a little bit of earning to have come from this because we're well we've we've made it work as a team and we're going to if we've done enough shows we get some profit some share of the um profits all the show all the hosts get some share of the profits um so but if if you can also then you know running your running your own podcast if you can get regular listeners and if you can know how to monetize those uh whether that be get sponsors whether that be um the promoting product um whatever it is yeah it's 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 something to consider um now but i guess one of the key things that i'm i'm looking at as i'm looking at these lists that i think people perhaps should um that that perhaps a, one of the biggest considerations is te- obviously teachers a lot of the job takes up a lot of time and um so a ideal side hustle for us would be one where it's not us having to trade time for money because we're already short on a lot of time as it is and um you know we're not we're not so, some have business skills others don't um but it but one thing that i know lots of teachers do have in common is they dedicate so much of their time and effort to their teaching job um and it's not like you have a choice in the matter you know our job is literally working with children and young people you know my job is teaching children and young people music and um working with them in a few other different ways but when i'm actually teaching it's not like i have the time to focus on anything else except the children that are right in front of me so um the ideal 
side hustles and then on uh, are, are the ones where you're not trading time for money and we'll go over some more examples and we'll see if they fit after the news two minute tech and spot one messages from our sponsors This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Stevewoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit stevewoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1360 £60 in bursary. Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at stevewoods.co.uk. Here at Witherslack Group, we are celebrating the launch of our new Luxborough Court School in Chickwell, Essex, with a very special one-day autism conference titled Enabling Inspirational Education. Taking place on Wednesday the 29th of June from 10am at Luxborough Court School, our event is dedicated to providing practical advice to education professionals working with neurodiverse children and young people. The event is free to attend and presentations on the day will focus on creating cultures of aspiration and excellence, supporting the emotional well-being of pupils, autism-friendly classrooms and managing challenging behaviour. So, whether you're looking to add to your extensive understanding or are new to SEN and wanting to build your knowledge, our conference will offer an amazing opportunity to engage with experts and network with colleagues from across the sector. Don't miss your chance to claim your free ticket and we hope you can join us for what's sure to be a fantastic day. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash events to register or contact events at witherslackgroup.co.uk for more information. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. In an exclusive report in the Evening Standard, Joe Wicks reveals plans to help schools with children suffering from mental health issues. Wicks has said he wants to be a role model to children and young adults suffering with mental health issues. Joe Wicks discussed his mental health in a recent BBC documentary, Joe Wicks Facing My Childhood. He laid bare the reality of growing up in an unstable home with a mother suffering from severe OCD, eating disorders and anxiety, and a father with depression and a heroin addiction. The documentary won praise from viewers and began a conversation which Wicks says he is keen to continue, especially with young people. He said, I think young people are suffering a lot more than we probably know, and I want to do more documentaries around mental health. He also said he wants to go to schools more and uncover things around social media, phone addiction, body dysmorphia and anxiety. Wicks said he enjoys doing school visits but wants to create a platform of resources that schools can tap into and so he can reach a wider audience. 
Schools in remote parts of Scotland could have school meals delivered by drone if a trial project is a success. The BBC reports on the trial in Argyll and Butte, where the local council has partnered with drone specialist Skyport. The council hopes it could be a new way of giving children access to healthy school meals. The drones are currently only able to carry small loads, but they hope to expand if the trial is a success. Friday was reported as the hottest day of the year so far, and, as usual, talk has turned to the impact of working in schools in hot temperatures. The Independent carries details of the advice from the Health and Safety Executive, which states that employers have a legal obligation to ensure that temperature is reasonable and that air is clean and fresh. These regulations also apply in schools. By law, there is no maximum temperature, but the decision to close schools can only be made by head teachers. The Oxford Human Rights Hub has said that the provision of stationery is a key component of the right to basic education in South Africa. In a legal case challenging education provision in the Eastern Cape, it found that the government's failure to provide textbooks and stationery constituted unfair discrimination, because most of those affected were poor and black. This violated the rights of learners to dignity, equality and a basic education. The judgment was made in 2015, but the right to education has recently been reviewed to fully incorporate stationery as part of the basket of provisions. Schools in the Eastern Cape have suffered in 2022 because of a funding shortfall, but the High Court used the 2015 judgment to force the issue to be addressed. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week's Two Minute Tech is in response to a Twitter post from Tom HB asking what makes a good multiple choice question. I'm not here to discuss the research behind questioning, you can do that on his show, but I can give you some tech that makes a good multiple choice question. Here I celebrate the beauty of tech and all the positives that we can gain. Did you know a lot of multi choice question builders will give you data? It is down to you to decide if the data is useful, however, the data Data is automatically generated, so you don't have to do any marking. Data can be exported and added to a spreadsheet for quick comparison. Electronic multi-choice questions can be shared easily. They work across multiple devices and can be reused or tweaked in future activities. Individual question feedback is available on the individual or the cohort. Everyone has their favourites. Some allow live synchronous participation. Others are asynchronous and can be done at any time. Kahoot is an example of this. Well known by teachers and it gives both of these options and has a bank of pre-made questions from its large community. The quiz platform you choose will depend on the required outcome. Do you want a quick poll during a presentation? Then iSpring will embed into a PowerPoint or a link to Mentimeter will let you get live feedback. Do you want to ensure knowledge is remembered through repetition? Then create a Google or Microsoft form, call it a breakout room and set it to go back to the beginning every time a question is answered incorrectly. This will force the correct answers to be entered to complete the room. And you will be the cool teacher that's down with the kids knowing what a breakout room is. Put simply, electronic quizzes can be great if you use one that suits your topic. Why not get in touch at TT Radio 2022 and tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was just focusing on the news uh, story about the um, the the heat, and um, thank God I was working from home on Friday because uh, yesterday uh, because man, being in an outdoor um, setting all day every day, um, it is. I couldn't have imagined being at work on Friday in 31 degree heat. I mean, you know, it's not like we don't have any shade. We do, but at the same time, yeah, I doubt would have gotten much done. Anyway, so if you've um, if you've just joined us, I've been talking about uh, teacher side hustles and uh, pay and things like that. Um, now, one of the things that I will focus on that I have been doing, and I know that I sort of said and mentioned that 
the best side hustles perhaps are the ones where you can have some passive income and that you're not trading time for money constantly but um that's not always possible and in order to get to that point you do have to put in the work um in the time in terms of creating the thing that you're selling creating the thing that you need to uh or, or the yeah creating the thing that people are going to access and that you're going to monetize in some way um that does take a lot of time and hustling and you know getting started getting that basic idea in the first place of what it is you want to do um and getting started is probably the hardest part um from what i can see and then once it's out there it's just about keeping that ball rolling um but i guess like anything once you practice your business skills and once you've done one it gets easier but one thing that i have been doing which anyone can do which i would say is is worth it if you can get on them is focus groups and market research so i signed myself up to several websites um which offer um opportunities to join focus groups or join research market research projects some of those are in person some of them are um <clears throat> some of them are online some of them are unmoderated so you can do them in your own time and things like that but they're all um they're all actually worth a pretty decent amount of money if you can get in on them um now there's the the downside is there is no guarantee that you'll um that you'll be able to get in on one of these projects that that's up it is it's kind of potluck in many ways i mean you sign up for the ones where that's your niche and you've got experience in that area um but then it's still potluck as to whether you're chosen and people these websites don't tend to choose the same people every time so you might if you consistently do it then you might get about one project a month or so um you might get you might get more um but it is it is down to it 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 is down to luck but i guess it is worth it if you can get quick at applying for projects um because sometimes it is just about doing things efficiently and um you know there's no if it if it's not it's not your permanent job so you're not going to spend a long time writing a convincing covering letter or making sure your cv is um looking really attractive and that filling out an application form um it's it's just a case of yep this is this is who i am submit hopefully i'll be on the project if not then not to worry um but i have done a few and it has made me a bit of additional income um so there's that now i'm just um looking down this list and seeing what else is there that could um that could be good for others now yeah so if you're good at um if you know your stuff especially in a lot of tech side of things then one of the one of the websites i brought up is listing edtech consultant as a side hustle and you know with smartphones tablets etc obviously education has delved into that and there are education apps out there and other things that um 
to, to try and help teachers. Um, and sometimes if you've got expert skills in a, in a certain field, then why not become a part-time consultant? Um, why not, um, why not, you know, see if you can offer your services to a company or, or a school or whatever it is to help them get some more traction or start their business, etc. I've actually done a little bit of this, although I never charged for it. Um, I did have one music-based company that wanted to go into schools ask me for some bits of advice and help, and so I, I gave them some things that I and a head teachers I know might look for, um, and that was quite good. Um, so there is that. Um, so yeah, some of the things I've mentioned are pretty generic stuff um but there's the things that anybody can do but i'd say it is it is worth they're still worth looking into and then you might find that lots of your transferable skills will feed into the skills required to make a success of whatever side hustle you decide. Now, if you get good at your side hustle, there is a chance that that might become your main source of income, in which case you've got something that I really want to achieve um, over the next, um, at least in my, li in my lifetime before, before I retire. Um, before retirement age, I would love to achieve financial freedom. I'm not talking about being as rich as Elon Musk. I'm just talking about having enough where if I lost my job tomorrow and I couldn't get another job, I wouldn't have to worry about money um, and income. Because let's let let's be honest, although... In a lot of mental health circles, you do talk about things like mental health, um, at least certainly in my case. I've talked a lot about my feelings, my anxiety, my um, depression that, I, um, that I've had before, um, and the fact that I am on the autistic spectrum makes me more vulnerable to... Um, to mental health issues and you know past bullying which is you know given me a lot of trauma to process but um hopefully i'm not gonna let that stop me but the reason why i've not before had to worry about money is because i was living with my parents and I was living rent-free, at least uh, while I started out. Um, and I considered moving into my current place and living on my own as an independent adult. It's a big step and a big achievement, one that I have often felt happens too late. Um, but due to lots of circumstances probably wasn't my fault but I still felt bad about it and but now that I am living independently and I feel bad whenever I ask other people for money I, I I've just avoided it as much as possible so if I could become financially free, then it would be a big thing because then I could retire early or I could work on my terms and do the things that I love doing without having to worry about 
any of the stuff that I don't enjoy or staying in a toxic environment because I don't have a choice because it's what pays the bills. Um, because there's so many, there's so many issues with a lot of employment at the moment. Um, and, you know, I don't believe that people should have to make insane numbers of sacrifices or that people should have to go into work sick because they're worried about losing out on pay that will that they desperately need to pay their bills and people shouldn't have to n nobody should have to worry about those kinds of things and until if it ever happens teachers teaching assistants um anybody who works with kids in a public service capacity and just generally nurseries and childcare settings if they're not if the pay rates for those jobs is not increased and if job security isn't improved then this is what I feel I'm going to need to do to certainly to become financially free. I'm never going to become financially free on a teacher's salary. But I have to, um, so I have to be a bit entrepreneurial about it. Now, this is tricky for me. I do have lots of the teaching skills that I've learned. Um, I'm not as experienced as many other hosts, but I am fairly experienced now. But um, I'm going to have to... I, I, I'm... I, I've I've always been someone who does things a bit differently. I mean, te I teach music, but I teach at primary level other than secondary. I don't think I could teach secondary kids. They'd eat me alive um, because of just how I am, who I am as a person. But I don't think that at the same time, my entrepreneurial skills Sometimes I have pioneering ideas, but no idea how to execute them. Sometimes it's something that I want to do, but I don't know where to start. And the choices can be overwhelming, but I'm hoping that I can, I can get, I can get there, that I can get the hang of it. So before I finish the show, I'm just going to go over some more of the um some more of the stuff that i found um in terms of things that people could do to make a bit of an additional income now if you're ceo tom rogers then you've got this teachers talk radio and you've got an app, EduDate, you've got, um, and you've got social media and yeah, other things. Um, so you can have multiple sources. Um, oh, one suggestion here that I know lots of teachers might well be very willing to do is writing a book, writing an ebook. Um, the Books game has changed. You don't have to find a publisher. You can publish independently yourself. Publishing an ebook on Amazon, for example. Um, if you've got something to say about a topic, then let's let's hear it. And here's the thing. One of the things that I've learned specifically 
in one of the courses that I'm doing on being a teacher entrepreneur is that there's probably a lot of things out there that are similar to what you want to do. Like there will be lots of resources out there on classroom management. There might be lots of resources on Black History Month. But you can make or, or but you can make your own unique spin on these resources. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I'm a better songwriter than some of the songwriters I've had on my show. I mean, I've I've had a couple of songwriting uh, children's song three, in fact, children's songwriting legends on my show. I've had Nick Young, um, who's like an early years preschool expert. I've had Emily Barden and Lynn Marsh. Um, Emily Barden, who's written um, loads of songs on Sing Up and uh, for West Sussex and loads of children's songs. And Lynn Marsh is an absolute legend in the field. I can't compete with those guys. I mean, they've got songwriting degrees. I don't have a songwriting degree. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not, I'm not going to compete with them. I'm not going to try and do what they do. But I might do something similar that um, has my own unique spin on it. And there's, if you've got two or three niches, then maybe combining those niches is an idea. I've mentioned before that one of my favourite lessons that I've come up with um, as a teacher is to do with music and video games. I'm not going to um, give away details of that, but... Those are two niches that I have, two niches that are not always put together um, and two niches that you don't really get, you don't really get the, um, the same, you don't really get the, you don't really get them go, go together often. Um, the same person doing both of those things, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, that's... So I think I'm um, running out of uh, steam with my um, talking about side hustles and um, and teacher income and things like that. And as, as I've said before, in a way... In a way, this radio show, this podcast can be therapeutic in many ways. And I wanted to, um, so I wanted to talk about this. Well, it might be helpful to some of you. I hope it is, but also in the hope that I might be able to practice what I preach because I'm just starting out on this, on this journey. You know, I've, I've been a teacher for a few years now and I'm just starting out on this journey of living independently, but also trying to become financially free. And I hope that by airing these thoughts on the internet, that I can get to that point. And I hope that if you've listened, that you've gotten at least some ideas. And if you want more ideas, just do a quick um, internet search side uh, teacher side hustle and something might jump out at you as something that you can commit to um because it isn't a get rich quick scheme it's something that you do have to put some time and effort into to varying degrees it's just the execution is different anyway i am going to finish there today and i will see you next time thank you very much for listening You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. 
Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.